Welcome to Earl Stewart on Cars with Earl and Nancy Stewart. Reach them with your questions at 877-960-9960. Here's Earl and Nancy. Are good. Are we on the air now? Okay, Earl Stewart on cars. Hi, folks. Welcome and good morning again. Plug out here in the control room. Now we got the plug back in, and I'm going to explain who this strange voice is on True Oldies. This is True Oldies 95.9 and 106.9, uh, 9:60 a.m. And uh, the music has stopped, and you're listening to a car dealer. That's right. Now, now, don't turn the dial right now. Let me explain who this car dealer is. This car dealer is Earl Stewart. I'm a recovering car dealer. been recovering for a number of years now. And this is a consumer advocacy show, a how-not-to-get-ripped-off-by-your-car-dealer show. And uh, that's what we do for two hours. Uh, I'm sitting in my studio here, 95.9, 106.9 FM, with uh, a team of experts. And we've got uh, Alan Napier, who's sitting immediately to my right. Alan uh, is not on every week, but he's on at least every month. Uh, he is an expert on collision repair, and he's also an expert on auto insurance. So he, hopefully you haven't wrecked your car in a while, but if, if you have any needs in that area, this is something that you'll want to call the show. And uh, to his right, we've got Nancy Stewart. Nancy is the co-host, been with me for over 10 years. We've been doing this show for over 10 years. Good morning, everyone. Start out at a half an hour. Now we're up to two hours. We also have Stu Stewart. Stu is uh, my son, the general manager of my dealership. Uh, he's uh, a cyber guy. He's, uh, you know, old guys like me, we're not into the uh, Instagram and the Snapchat and the Facebook and Tweet and all the other, but he is, and uh, he's our uh, communication king when it comes to cyberspace. He's out here tweeting and Instagramming and Facebooking, and you can communicate to us via these uh, high-tech uh, media, if you like. Uh, and, of course, it's the old-fashioned radio works pretty good, too. Love to have your calls. We are It's a two-way street here. We're not here to lecture you or, or sing to you or to... Uh, uh, be uh, it's, there's no monologue involved here. It'll sound like it, but we ask you to call us eight eight seven seven nine six zero ninety nine sixty eight seven seven nine six zero ninety nine sixty. As I say, we're more interested in what you have to say, really, than what we have to say. It's our responses to your calls that make the show interesting. Live talk radio is exciting; can be a lot of fun. Uh, we don't want everyone to agree with us. I welcome car dealers to call, and I welcome employees of car dealerships to call, 877-960-9960. You can also text us at 772-497-6530. I encourage you to write those numbers down. Uh, don't do it if you're driving, but if you're at home and you got a pencil and paper handy, write the numbers down. You might not have a question now or a comment, but I promise you, if you stay with us for a while, from another caller or from what something maybe Nancy has to say or Alan has to say or Stu or I, you'll have a comment. And they'll say, oh, what was that number? So write this number down. I'm going to give you the call-in number, 877-960-9960. That's 
9960. Got that written down? Now I'm going to give you another number. This is a text number. A lot of people don't like to be live radio. You call in. You can be anonymous if you wish. Just text us. It's 772-497-6530. That's 772-497-6530. Now we've got kind of a mixed audience out there. We've got our regulars, uh, we, we changed stations a couple months ago, and we changed times, and we lost a lot of our regular listeners, because as I say, Earl Sturt on Cars, we've been doing this for 10 years plus, so we went on to the True Oldies channel, which you're listening to right now, 95.9 to 106.9 FM, that's got some great 60s and 70s music, and that's what you tuned in for, a lot of you did that, so we've got our regulars, we've got our uh Goldie Oldie regulars that are hearing us for the first time, and that's the reason I'm harping a little bit on what we do. There will be no music. I will not be singing to you uh, between now and 10 o'clock. We're going to be talking and listening to you primarily. We want to hear what you have to say. Now, we have it. Nancy, uh, you have a comment? I do. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank you for tuning in and uh, spending your Saturday morning with us. And uh, we've got a great show ahead. Our mystery shopping report is always a doozy. We're going to talk about the uh, latest uh, consumer report, and that's the auto issue of 2018. And uh, with the mystery shopping report is from the Auto Nation Chevy Green Acres. And uh, you definitely want to stay tuned for this. This is one you do not want to miss. Ladies, I have a gift for you if you'd like to give us a call at 877-960-9960. for the first two lady callers. That's 877-960-9960. And you, uh, of course, uh, ladies, uh, if you'd like to uh, text us, uh, if you're a little shy, 772-497-6530. So the next two hours is filled with a little fun, a lot of information, and as I always say, you make the show. So give us a call. We definitely appreciate your dedication to Earl Stewart on Cars. Now I'll give it back to the recovering car dealer. For your new listeners, Nancy just mentioned our mystery shopping report. And I don't want to brag, but uh, it's kind of unique, it's special, something nobody else does. Uh, if you've been listening to radio for a long time, you've probably never heard an actual undercover agent go into a retail store. In our case, we go into car dealerships, and we send in a secret agent, uh, anonymous. They have a, a pseudonym. Uh, they make up an identity, and they pretend to buy or lease a car. And we visit car dealerships all over South Florida, hundreds and hundreds of them. And we've gone as far south as Fort Lauderdale, as far north as Vero Beach. And we try to pick a different dealership almost every day, I mean every week. Uh, we go back to some, of course, because we get bad reports and we get good reports. We get a bad report, we go back and give them a second chance. We get a good report, we try to keep them honest. And we have a whole bunch of these that you can access online at Mystery Shopping Reports, plural, dot com, www.mysteryshoppingreports.com. We've got 50 or 60 Mystery Shopping Reports. We'll continue to add to this library. So if you're thinking about buying a car, 
why not go see the dealer you're contemplating buying the car from, how he does when someone is undercover doing the same thing you're doing, buying or leasing a car. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's a great site to go to, and it definitely has a, uh, an assortment of uh, things that to, can educate you. Not only the Mystery Shopping Report, but you can uh, read uh, all of the columns. Uh, you can also uh, pick up uh, some tips that uh, Earl shares with everyone on a day-to-day basis. So, ladies, again, let's be part of the show. Give us a call, $50 for the first two lady callers. That's 877-960-9960, and you can text us at 772-497-6530. Now back to the recovering car dealer. Okay, I'm going to pull up a text here. Stu just sent me a text here. I just lost it on the thing, but I'm going to get it here sooner or later. And uh, we have a text from a listener that says, I think I purchased some bad gas because my car is now hesitating and bucking when I accelerate. My tank is still pretty full. Any suggestions what I should do at this point? Additives, this is Jake from Riviera Beach. Uh, uh, I think I'm going to throw that to Alan. Uh, normally Rick Kearney, who is off this week, would answer a question like that. I, I think I have an answer, but I bet you Alan has a more accurate answer. Well, if we were up north and you could get some uh, a bottle of heat, it's an additive. You would put that in your gas tank, and that would help uh, get rid of the water. What is it um, called? A bottle of what? Heat. H-E-E-T. We put it in the gas up north to keep the gas from freezing in the winter. Wow. I'm sure there's similar products available. You probably uh, buy it on Amazon. Yeah. H-E-E-T. Uh, I just learned something. Yeah. Uh, good stuff. Um, other than that, you would just have to drain the tank and and refill it but if it's just a little bit of gas and it's causing a small problem i would put an additive in to dissipate the water well thank you alan i would add to that to avoid this problem in the future try to buy your gasoline at brand names uh some of these off brands that nobody's ever heard of they tend to buy from independent uh, refinery and gasoline distributors and they don't turn their gas they don't sell their gas as fast as the uh name brands and because of that the gas sits in the tank for a long time and sometimes you get more sediment there and if you can get in the habit of buying your gas from the same gas stations you know this way you keep your receipts and then when you experience a problem hopefully you won't but if you do have a sediment problem you'll know you bought it from the Sunoco station on North Lake Boulevard. You bought it from the Exxon station on US1 and it's kind of hard for them to refute and they'll pick up the bill and I've, I've experienced that with our customers and usually they're very good about that they say okay you're, you're buying all your gas from us you got sediment we'll take care of the fixing it up and dropping the tank and draining the, mm-hmm. the gas out and if you need to pick up a bottle of heat that's heat h-e-e-t on amazon.com for 99 cents a bottle it's <laughs> cheap I just, that's, I just that's, it up. that's quite an investment <laughs> that's heat there you go ladies and gentlemen that <laughs> the, is um, great advice from earl stewart Yeah, did a commercial for heat. I I learned that uh, same station thing from Rick years ago. I heard him say that on the radio, and I'm like religious of always buying my gas at the right at the same place, just in case. Yeah, Yeah. not likely, but somebody that you know, uh, you know that uh, takes care of the problem. But great advice. Great advice. Eight seven seven nine six zero ninety nine sixty, or you can text us at seven seven two. Four nine seven six five three zero. We're going to go to uh, Tina. Tina's part of the uh, show. She's become a, a regular, and we certainly enjoy her. She uh, shares a lot of information with us. Good morning, Tina. Hey, Tina. 
Hi, Alan. Hi, Earl. Hi, Nancy. Hi, Tina. How are you doing? Nice to meet you, Alan. Hey. You as well. Well, um, you know, you guys are always great at calling out bad dealerships, and I'm about to call out a bad dealership. Matter of fact, they even made the news here in Naples Daily News. Uh-oh. Let's hear it. And this is Rick, Rick, Rick Kendrick Chevy. It used to be Bob Taylor Chevrolet a long time ago, and back in the day, Bob Taylor Chevrolet had a really good reputation. They were pillars in the community. If you wanted to buy a Chevy, that's where you went to. Well, they sold out a few years ago to Rick Kendrick, and what's happened is that they have been underpaying their staff. They've gone through staff turnover like crazy, and they have been overcharging customers in their repair department. So right now, there is a pending class action lawsuit against Rick Kendrick, and it's the employees that work there that are initiating this class action lawsuit, and it could be in the hundreds of thousands, if not the millions of dollars. Wow. Hmm. Well, that's interesting. Yeah. That's interesting. So if, uh, give, give, yeah. me the, give me the name yeah. again. Uh, could you, uh, Tina, I got Rick Pender, P-E-N-D-E-R. Hendrick. Hendricks, Rick Kendrick. Rick, Rick, oh, Rick Kendrick. R- R- yeah. Okay, R-I-C-K. Uh-huh. And then K-E-N-D-R-I-C-K. Yeah, he's a big dealer. He's got a lot of dealerships around. Yeah. That's very interesting. Yeah. What are, what are the employees yeah, suing for, Tina? I'm sorry? What are the employees suing for, do you know? They are suing for withholding of money owed. They've been getting really low commissions on the sales of cars. And the problem is that Rick Kendrick has been, um, they've been putting all kinds of uh, dealer fees and other kind of ridiculous fees upon uh, over and above the sales of car mm-hmm. prices to clients. Uh-huh. So it's been cutting into the commissions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's been cutting into the commissions of the salespeople, and some of these salespeople say, you know, they bust their butt and they don't even make two thousand dollars a month. Mm-hmm. Some of them have been making minimum wage, which is ridiculous. So there's been a lot of staff turnover, and the repair department has been overcharging ridiculous amounts of money for repairs. So they are not a consumer-friendly organization by any stretch of the imagination. Mm-hmm. Well, Tina, that's very interesting, and unfortunately, I've heard about this practice before, and there, I've been aware of lawsuits. Uh, it, it brings up an interesting point as to why the dealer fee is such a terrible thing. It's not only taking advantage of the customer because you're adding the dealer fee to the advertised or quoted price of the car, but you're also cheating the salesperson. Salespeople typically get paid 25% of the profit on the car. Now, I don't like that. I think that uh, the price of cars should be set by the dealer and that the it sh- I don't like the haggle-hassle process, but the process is the process. It's been that way for a couple hundred years, and uh, it just is the way that uh, cars are sold. So if a car salesman can make $1,000 on Tina when she comes in to buy a car, then they get a $250 commission. If they can make $2,000, then they get a, a $500 commission. So it's... Uh, mm-hmm. Uh, they're they're basing their compensation on the percent of the profit. Now the dealer goes on and he adds a extra profit of thousand dollars for a dealer fee. 
that's $250 that you're taking out of the salesman's pocket because they don't pay. Mm-hmm. They don't yeah. pay the commission on the dealer fee. So it's, it's, a, it's a practice that's going on at lots of dealerships, and I'm going to be very interested in following this suit uh, by Rick Hendricks and Bonita Springs. If you could maybe yeah. uh, text us or email us some of the newspaper clippings <coughs> on that are details, it's something that is going on probably in 90% of the car dealerships in the country. The salespeople are getting taken advantage of. Yeah, and you know, I think I think I think the whole problem with consumers having issues with car dealers is these people that own car dealerships are not treating their sales staff right, and if they don't treat their sales staff right, then guess what? The consumer is the ultimate loser. Yeah, they're the victim. Uh, our Mister Shopping Report, uh, for example, at uh, the uh, Green Acres, uh, actually uh, was. Uh, What's the name of the dealership we, we should Auto Nation Chevy. Auto Nation. Yeah. Yeah. It was an Auto Nation store, largest the retailer of cars in the country. Auto Nation store, the salesperson only been there two or three weeks. You see such a high turnover in car dealerships for what you described, Dina. They really don't treat, yes. many of them don't treat their employees very nicely. And so you get high turnover. And uh, that makes it difficult on the customer because you get a novice trying to, they don't have the product knowledge, they don't understand the rules of the road. Sometimes that can work to your advantage because they don't know how to cheat you as much as the pros do. You get somebody who's been around the same dealership for 10 or 15 years, he's learned all the tricks of the trade. The new guys have to call the managers in to learn how to trick you. But, yeah, it's a, it's a bad situation, and thank you very much, Tina. I'd love to get the details on that, and we'll do a little research and uh, oh, yes. maybe do a column on that. I, I will yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I will definitely send you a link. And uh, on another vein, I know that we've been talking a little bit about the last three weeks, about a few weeks, really, about autonomous cars. And at the Geneva Auto Show, they actually have a small school bus for kids. And how it could potentially work is the parent will, like, Uber the school bus for their children, and about four kids can sit in this little bus, and the bus will take them to school. And they're thinking that this will save on transportation costs for children. And supposedly, I guess a couple of adults can sit in this thing, too. It's, It's quite small. But very, very interesting looking, and I think it's going to become a big thing in European countries. Wow. Well, I tell you what, the times there are changing. Can't believe it. You know, I wonder if they, uh, I wonder if they'll be yellow <laughs> with yeah. with little seat belts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, Tina, uh, back to uh, the uh, information you shared with us uh, about Rick yes. Kendrick. Uh, when did that hit the yes. news? This hit the news yesterday. It's actually in Naples Daily mm-hmm. News, and I'll try to text you the link when I get a chance. Oh. We, we found but the link, Tina. Yeah, just, we. It's not just. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Don from LaBelle sent us the link. Yeah. Um, It's not just dealer fees that they were charging customers, but they were charging for washing the car, for detailing it. I mean, an extraordinary amount. We're talking hundreds of dollars just to wash and detail the car and for, you know, and and for transportation fees and all that other garbage that they were charging over and above the dealer fee. Yeah. And it was like... And the commission that they were paying their salesmen, like, for instance, a $60,000 car, I think they were only paying $250 commission. So that's the numbers I vaguely remember, but I will definitely share the link with you. Who uncovered But for anybody that wants to buy a car, for anybody that wants to buy a Chevy at Rick Kendrick, don't do it. Because yeah. wait until the lawsuit's <laughs> over, wait until they get everything settled, wait until they straighten up their act. And, you know, it's really a shame that Bob Taylor... Bob Taylor was the last of the good guys as far as the Chevy dealership goes down here. Yeah. Uh, who who blew the whistle on uh, Rick uh, Kendrick? 
uh, how does all? I'm not. Mix, I'm not really sure who is. I'm not really sure who was the initial whistleblower. I don't know if it was an individual or a group of people. But anyway, this loss, this lawsuit's going through, and hopefully the judge will approve it as a class action lawsuit. Yeah, I'd like to see uh, Pam Bondi, the attorney general, to uh, get involved. You know, this uh, might yeah, be exactly. uh, you know this might be uh, a seed that's planted, and uh, you know it can go in a lot of different directions. So mm-hmm. anyway, uh, thank you so much, Tina. Oh, thank you, guys. Thanks, Thanks for being part of the show. Call again next week. You're a great caller. Thank you. Yeah, always interesting. Oh, thank you so much. Have a great weekend. Give us a call toll-free at 877-960-9960, or you can text us at 772-497-6530. And remember, ladies, you can win yourself $50, the first two new lady callers. So be part of the show. As I always say, you are the show. So, back to the uh, recovering car dealer. Yeah, Alan has a text uh, from Don Brown. He's an aerial photographer, by the way. Okay. Uh, can that's that's Don and LaBelle. Yeah. Okay, well, this is Don Brown. Oh, uh, he's from LaBelle. Oh, from LaBelle. Okay, yeah. Uh, can insurance companies use dealer and ma- dealer maintenance and repair records of cars without owner's permission and then uh, might raise insurance premiums from what they see? And that is Don from LaBelle. I didn't see that. I just saw aerial photographer. Didn't know Don uh, was a, an aerial photographer. Or had uh, a last name. Yeah, exactly. What uh, what uh, what do you think about that? Is that a violation of the law to use dealer maintenance and repair records of your personal car? I would say not um, as long as they came upon the information legally. Any information that you come upon legally when you're setting rates, you can use the information. So... Um, most people, I would say, have good maintenance and driving records, uh, so there's nothing really to hide. The ones that uh, do have bad driving records probably should be paying higher premiums. Um, but Car- Carfax uses it. I mean, yeah. they, they grab it right out of the dealer's computer. It's public information yeah. uh, at that point. The uh, Hold on. I, I just lost my train of thought. Oh, all state and progressive. They give you an option of putting a little chip you plug right into the diagnostic port on the car to where you can voluntarily give them information. It actually uh, tracks your driving speed and your driving habits. And if you're a good driver, uh, you get a reduction in your premium. If you're a bad driver, you get a, an increase in your premium. That raises and, an interesting uh, question. Hopefully you would take it out at that point if it's raising your premium. I wonder if Progressive uh, takes into consideration the people who refuse to give permission. You know, you might say he must have something to hide. It would be interesting to do a survey of the level of premium on Progressive customers, those that consent and have good driving records, those that don't consent, period. I mean, we'll forget about the driving, you know, how they drive. You know, yeah, human nature would, if I'm yeah. Mr. Progressive, I'm going to say the same thing. What do you have to hide? Why would you not want to take advantage yeah. of this if you're a safe driver? But most of us know we speed, and hmm. uh, I I certainly wouldn't want one in my car. Uh, I wonder what percentage of the people do consent to that. I would say a relatively small percentage. Okay, we got another text from a listener, and I just... These texts are blowing up this morning. Yeah, we got a lot of texts. Uh, let me go back. We've got one from uh, Hawaii, which is really interesting. And uh, I love it that people in Hawaii are streaming us. Uh, Aloha, Earl. I mm. love it. Uh, 
<laughs> I live in Hawaii. I went online on a Honda dealership's website. The MSRP advertised is $23,570. So I went into the dealership and asked about the particular 2018 Honda Accord LX that lives I was interested in. We talked and negotiated a little when he came back with some numbers. The MSRP was 24460 I told him, but your MSRP online is 23570 Then he said, no, we need to add the destination charge to that price because that's what they pay, which, because that's what they pay, which is an additional $890. I was disappointed, and I walked out. Is that right? Thank you. I'm uh, from Hawaii. Now, Interesting. I haven't had a complaint on that in a while. There used to be a lot of that going on uh, in dealers. We used to mystery shop. We caught a few adding the destination charge. We call it double dipping. The destination charge is the freight that the car, uh, car manufacturer charges the dealer when he buys the car. It's included in the price to the dealer. It's also included in the MSRP price that's on the window sticker. So you're you're being charged for the freight, the destination charge, on any new car you buy already. I mean, it's baked in to the price of the car because the dealer has already paid the manufacturer for it, and he naturally passes that cost along to you. By adding the freight in again, they're charging you twice for the freight. Pretty cute trick, but it's illegal. It's a federal violation of federal law. And the interesting thing in Miami, I mean Miami and Hawaii, maybe Miami too, but in Hawaii, they have very few owners of car dealerships. The, uh, they are set up, I guess, because they're an island state, the 50th state. They kind of got started in the car business uh, later than most of the other car dealers. A few families uh, own most of the car dealerships. Uh, there's a large family from Hawaii, know, uh, from Japan, that owns maybe half the car dealerships in Hawaii. So it's a huge, uh, it's a huge thing going on. Um, talking about class action suits that could be a natural for a class action suit in Hawaii if they are all doing the same thing I don't know they are could have been just this one not the dealership but I can see how they could be getting away they have large dealer fees in Hawaii too so the there's there's not that there's not like in the United States where there's a lot of individual owners of franchises there's just a few owners in the Hawaiian Islands so thank you very much for the text I think we have another text too don't we Uh, yes we do Let's get going on the next text here. From Sandra in Boynton. Okay, Sandra in Boynton says, How much money should I put down for a down payment when I finance my car? Is there a minimum requirement? How much should I put down for a down payment when I finance my car? Uh, It's a variable, Sandra. It depends a lot on what you want to do and what your credit rating is. Uh, Lenders oftentimes require larger down payments when your credit is not sterling. If you have a 700-plus beacon score, you should be able to get by with very little down payment. In fact, oftentimes you can get by with zero down payment. It might not be the best thing for you because obviously the more money you put down, the less interest you pay over the term of the loan. But uh, check your beacon score. And let that be your guide as to what uh, down payment you should put down. If the car dealer is pushing you for a too large a down payment, uh, be a little bit uh, cautious and be sure you get competitive bids. One of the reasons car dealers will tell you you need more of a down payment is because they're charging you such a high price for the car that the lender is saying, whoops, you know, if they were buying the car at a good price, you'd only have to have $500 down, but since now you're overcharging this customer $4,000, that's more 
collateral cost to the bank. So they have to protect their collateral, and they normally want to have a down payment that will bring the collateral within line if they have to repossess a car. They don't want to have a lot of water in the car they repossess. And oftentimes, car dealers will charge two people can walk in and buy the same car on the same day, one for $10,000 less than the other. I mean, the car dealer's style, haggle, hassle, negotiate, is to charge you as much for the car as they can. So if that car dealer has got you on a big, fat profit, and he also is asking for a big, fat down payment, you need to go and shop that price with at least two other dealers. That's what I always suggest, get at least three competitive bids. So, Sandra, I hope I answered your questions. Thanks very much for for texting. And uh, let's give those numbers yeah. out again. We're getting a lot of text, which is very encouraging. Yeah, we are. Uh, Sandra, thanks again for that text. And uh, as Earl said, we hope we were able to help you out. Uh, that text number is 772-497-6530. And uh, you can call us toll free at 877- 960-9960. And uh, if you, you should uh, pick up that auto issue that I mentioned earlier, uh, the 2018 auto issue. Boy, it's packed with all kind of information. It can be so helpful before you go out and purchase, lease uh, a new car or a used car. There's 255 vehicles that were rated in the review. So uh, that's the Consumer Report, the April edition. And uh, Earl's over there holding that, uh, holding that. We have, we have. Uh, this, this is how much we depend on Consumer Report in our home. We have his and hers, <laughs> so that we don't have to fight over our Consumer Report <laughs> anymore. Give us a call toll free at eight seven seven nine six zero ninety nine sixty, or you can text us at seven seven two. Four nine seven six five three zero. We're going to go to John, who is uh, absolutely a, a great caller. He's been with us for a very long time, and uh, we appreciate him. He's calling from Palm City. Good morning, John. Good morning to the entire crew. Thank you for giving up your morning on Saturday. Hey, John. I have two Thank things, you. in my opinion. I'd like Earl to comment on it after I say two things that I think you should never give a new or used car dealer. One is an electronic contract. That's basically, they put a computer screen in front of you, and here, make it sign this, and uh, you don't really know. You only want a print copy, which you want to read first. But that's the latest thing that some dealers are doing. Oh, we save you all. Just sign this with your finger on here, and it's a computer screen. Well, he could sneak in extra costs and things that you don't even, not even aware of. And the second thing is, Never, never, in my opinion, I want to see what Earl says about this, give a car dealer power of attorney. He put his paper in front of you and say, look, you don't need all these paperwork and everything. Just sign this one power of attorney and we'll take care of you on everything. We'll, we'll, you know, you won't have all these mileage statements and everything else. Well, the reason why they probably want to do that to you is, well, maybe there is a reason. Like I heard of a person, he misplaced a title on his used car that he's trading in, and uh, they would ask him right away, well, we can get that for you, just sign this. But power of attorney could be very dangerous because you don't know what they're going to use it for, and it could be held against you. So I want to see what Earl has to say about the two things that I mentioned. Well, John, the, the electronic contract, unfortunately, is a wave of the future. In fact, it's here today, and it's becoming a part of, of life. Uh, it's uh, 
transactions on cars now uh, are going to be all electronic. You're going to be able to buy a car online. You still get a printout. You still get a printout. You get a printout of anything you sign, uh, but on electronic contract, you can be home, and you can actually buy a car online, never have to go into the car dealership, never have to talk to a salesman. Uh, you can pay online. You can. It's it's just like an Amazon transaction. So uh, it's it's something you need to be cautious of. Unfortunately, everything you sign in a car dealership, whether it's paper or electronic, is something you have to be cautious of. The sad fact is we don't read contracts. John, I I would challenge you to uh, to uh, on this. I'll bet you've signed a lot of contracts in your life and you never read them, uh, whether it's uh, for a home or a lot of other things. You might have a lawyer read them for you, but most people sign all sorts of things that they don't read. It's part of uh, the modern society. You know, the, the, the devil in these things is, is uh, fine print. I've, for years, I've railed against fine print. And fine print, if it weren't for fine print, we wouldn't have any lawyers. And uh, that's what they do for a living is they read the fine print for you. It's a terrible system. Uh, but electronic contracts are happening. Uh, you can have the hard copy with the electronic contract. You should. You should read everything you sign. We read the fine print, but we don't charge anybody for it. Exactly. <laughs> you should read what you sign, but human nature is you don't. And I'm confessing right here on the radio, I sign a lot of things that I don't read. But I'm very careful not to sign something unless I trust the person I'm dealing with. And if I really, really am worried, I, I send it to my attorney, and he reads it. Uh, and then I have to pay him a lot of money, but, yeah. again, that's the system. It shouldn't be that way. Item number two, power of attorney. The power of attorneys that car dealers ask you to sign are limited power of attorneys. You should be very careful if you sign a power of attorney, which sometimes you have to, uh, to complete the transaction. And for the tag work and title work. Exactly. On, the, on your behalf. Ex- yeah. Exactly. And it will say that. It should be filled out. Uh, you should have never sign anything in blank. And always read it uh, if, you, if you're so inclined. If they say you can't read it, they won't let you read it, then don't sign it. If they say it's okay to read it, you're probably not going to read it, but at least they made the offer. Limited power of attorneys are okay as long as they limit it to exactly what they want to do. If they want to obtain a, li- a lost title in, on your behalf, there's nothing wrong with changing that. If they want to get a license registration or a license plate on your behalf, there's nothing wrong with that. It should be printed so, as I described, on the limited power of attorney, then it's okay to sign. On, on that limited power of attorney, you know, in, in the body shop, we have a lot of customers sign a limited power of attorney as well. And it's specific to the uh, claim, the claim numbers listed on there, the repair order number, and the type of car. So while we we can endorse checks that come in after the car is done and picked up. Another thing, and I'd like to hear from a lawyer, is uh, one lawyer told me you can't give power of attorney to a corporation. It's got to be to an individual. Uh, So most powers, if that's true, most powers of attorney that are signed are not legally binding anyway. Uh, unless they've assigned somebody in the company to receive that power of attorney. Interesting question. I never thought about that. You lawyers out there, there's got to be a lawyer somewhere out there listening. Can I give my power of attorney as an individual to a corporation? Because car dealers are doing it or receiving those signed by customers every day. And if you're buying a a car from Roger Dean Chevrolet, you give the power of attorney to Roger Dean Chevrolet, that's a corporation. And uh, we have one attorney's opinion that that's illegal. Yeah, and and, uh, you know what? 
the custodian or a porter or somebody that works at Roger Dean Chevrolet at that point can sign your name for you? I, You know, I don't know. If he's an officer of the corporation. There you go. <laughs> well, you answered the question, but just uh, in regard to the electronic contract, if it's done on Internet, is that legal? Would it hold up in a court of law? They do, uh, John. Believe it or not, uh, I, I recently, Nancy and I recently sold the condominium online. We sold sold the condominium, and it was all done electronically between the real estate agent and us, and it was all done with electronic signatures and on the internet. So that's uh, that's what's happening. I mean, basically, you're not going to see any paper for, uh, anymore. You're going to have uh, paper files and things like that. But uh, most people are not going to have any hard copies of anything. It'll be stored for them online. Printing things out is also uh, dying away. I mean, a lot of people print out everything. Some people don't print out anything because you've always got copies of everything online. So we're, to, we're, we're going into a cyber society. Everything's going to be done by computers. It'll be stored in the cloud, and paper will disappear, which is good news for the trees, by the way. Yes, mm-hmm. absolutely. Just one other further question. On cable TV, they're driving everybody crazy, and these seem to be new companies. One is Car Guru, and the other one is Cardova. <laughs> I mean, how can people actually buy cars that way? Car Guru is actually a good company, and uh, it's, it's a good place. Uh, I always mention TrueCard, and I mention Costco. Car Guru is a respected outfit. They're, they're much smaller than TrueCar or Costco. But uh, it's a good way. They, they, they're very sophisticated. Uh, they're honest. Uh, they have a fairly decent dealer following. Yeah, and they, they know how to irritate the dealers, too. So you, if you look for a used car on Car Gurus, it'll show you the one you're looking for, but it'll show you some other cars at other dealerships, too, that are just like it. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's actually pretty consumer-friendly. Yeah, CarGuru.com for you folks listening out there. Plural. You can, gurus. Gurus. Yeah. I always miss the plurals. CarGurus, <laughs> CarGurus, G-U-R-U-S dot com. It's a good place to check uh, while you're using True Car and Costco. Well, the best one is that other one. They show all the hassle at the dealership, and all of a sudden it, uh, Carvana. <laughs> the car comes and it's delivered right to their house. That's that car, don't, whatever that Carvana. is. I can't even think of the name. It's called Carvana. They, yeah, it's online buying. Yeah, that's it. Carvana. That's it. And they tr- what they're doing is they're showing you all the hassle that you go through and the, and the signing and all the nonsense. And here he presses the button and bingo, there the car is delivered to him. Mm-hmm. Well, what you're, descri- well, what you're describing. Uh, thank you for the information. Well, you're very uh, welcome. Always John. good as usual. Thank Thanks you. Thanks for the call, John. Uh, give us a call. Give us a call, ladies, uh, $50 for each uh, lady caller, the first two. And uh, we want uh, to hear from you. First two, uh, we'd, new. We'd, first two, new. We'd, we would really like to hear from the ladies. Uh, we know you're out there. Uh, Sandra text. Was it just uh, one text from a female yes. this morning? So, uh, ladies, uh, give us a call toll-free at 877-960-9960. The first two new lady callers. You got yourself $50. We're going to go to George, who's been holding. Good morning, George. Good morning. How you doing? I'll try to get my question question in quick because I seem to be fading. Uh, We lease a car, and when you lease a car, they have wear and tear amounts of like $500 and disposal fees of like $395. Can that wear and tear amount be applied to the disposal fee? 
No, George, unfortunately, they get you twice on that. The disposal fee is a phony baloney fee that all leasing company, companies have. They waive the disposal fee if you lease or buy another car from them, which is kind of like a way to chain you to that dealership. But uh, it's, it's almost it's worse than a dealer fee, in my opinion. The wear and tear uh, is supposed to be legitimate, but they typically go, try to go after you on that, too. Uh, the definition of the w normal wear and tear is defined in the lease contract in the fine print, which we just were discussing earlier on the show, the fact that nobody reads the fine print. So they try to come at you for dents and dings, uh, uh, faded paint, uh, uh, worn tires, stains on the upholstery, you name it, they try to come after you. And they will typically give you an inflated charge for your nor above normal wear and tear. I, I recommend that no matter what your normal wear and tear is that you contest it in my experience in 50 years in the business and most recently when leasing has really exploded i've found that if you object they will typically come down it's almost like they overcharge you on purpose and if you say if they give you a thousand dollar charge and you squawk loud enough it'll come down to five hundred dollars we we object a lot of times on behalf of our customers and we usually get an adjustment sometimes they'll waive the fee entirely uh, they'll even try to charge you for a paint job that you already had you might have scratched your car had a fender painted and they will note that and then they'll try to charge you for that but it all really, it really might come down to your dealer and how willing they are to try and help you. Because a lot of times it takes a lot of pushing from the selling dealer to get them to waive those wear and tear charges. What do you think, George? Yeah, the other, go ahead. The other thing I found interesting is that uh, we've leased through this car dealer more than once, mm -hmm. so we've been with them. But uh, the last time we were pretty insistent that. Uh, we really didn't want to put any money down, and when they wrote up the contract, they put down the MSRP, and they put down like a down payment of like 3500 even though we put nothing down. I used the rationale that if you go in to buy a car, the price is negotiable, and it was that number that they put on there. Yeah, it's uh, it really is silly to me that people hide this fine print of down payments and leases. The whole purpose of a lease is really to have a low out-of-cash cost. I mean, you don't, out-of-pocket cost. Uh, you don't want to pay a down payment. You don't want to pay a high monthly payment. But that's what happens. They've turned leasing into another way to get you in the door because the monthly payments sound lower when you have a high down payment. So you'll have a $5,000 down payment to, uh, hidden in the fine print of the advertisement, and you come in and they want $5,000 cash. Makes no sense at all. Uh, shop and compare leases. Leases have so many traps in them, George, besides the ones you mentioned, which is the above normal wear and tear and the disposition fee, you also pay an inception fee. I'm not, I'm not even sure you knew that, but there's something on your lease contract in the fine print called uh, administrative fee or inception fee or uh, they have a number of names for it. All leasing companies charge it, typically around $1,000, as low as $800. So they get you there with that, and then you pay the dealer fee from that dealer. You paid an inception fee, you paid a dealer fee, you paid a disposition fee, and you also paid above normal wear and tear fee. So that's what they come at you with leasing, the reason you have to be doubly careful when you lease a car. George, do we answer all your questions? Yes, yes. Okay. Uh, yes, I you know I did read the contract uh, before we came to Florida from upstate New York, and I and I read the part about the uh, tires have to have at least an eighth of an inch. So uh, I was just about at that. So what I did is I put two brand new tires on the front and saved the two that had more than uh, 
an eighth of an inch, and when I go back, I'll be putting them back on, and uh, so that all four tires will be legal to trade <laughs> to trade in. Very, very good idea. That's a great idea. And also, one last tip for you: when you turn the car in. Uh, take some pictures of the car inside and outside because those cars often sit on car dealership lots or sometimes on the lots of the leasing company for weeks or even months before they're sold. And oftentimes damage can occur after you turn the car in. You want to be sure to document any damage on your car when you turn it in. There'll be a lease inspection report, which you should receive a copy of. You should sign off on that and be sure that they didn't check any dents or dings or stains or tire wear that don't exist. And then you'll have the pictures as a backup in case there's a dispute. When you do that, they're probably going to be a lot less inclined to go after you. They, these cars will sometimes be dropped off at a car dealership, and a salesman will grab the car because it's got a tank load of gas, and he'll drive the car for a month. Uh, and who knows how many dents he's going to put on the car. Leasing company sees the car. They assume the lessee damaged the car. It was the car salesman. So you want to be sure that you freeze in time exactly the condition of that car when you turn it back in. Already, I appreciate it very much. Thank you, George. Great call. A lot of people had that same questions in their minds. Yeah, keep listening, George. Thank you for the call. Uh, these contracts, how complicated they are. When will it come to, you know, just reducing the contract so that you don't confuse the consumer. That's the reason why they won't, you, you know, they don't read them and the fine print. They don't care about anything, so they just start signing away. If the leasing company needs that money to help process the end of the lease, that should be included in the uh, in the money factor and the exactly. payment. Exactly. And no surprises. It's yeah. a dealer fee. Anything that you add after the fact, selling any product or service, should be included in the advertiser quoted price. Anything that covers the cost that you have. I mean, if, if you covered all your costs, wouldn't that be sweet for car dealers? You could put your phone bill. You could put your there rent. You, you could put your... Oh, but those payments wouldn't look so good in the ads. <laughs> Why would they do that? <laughs> Interesting. Uh, we have Howard who's holding, and he, too, is a regular. Good morning, Howard. Good morning. Thank you for taking my call. Uh, I hope everything is fine. Uh, I have a couple of questions for Alan. And here, Alan's back uh, today. So, Alan, here are my questions. Uh, a friend of mine uh, has an Acura, and uh, someone damaged his uh, rear bumper in the parking lot and took off, and he never got the uh, the person's name or anything. Or, uh, and what happened is that um, he spoke to me, and I told him uh, to make sure when he, he does body work that he gets uh, a the bumper from Acura, and uh, you know, not from China. So uh, he said, oh, forget about it. What does it matter? It's only plastic. So he went to a guy named Val. You've probably heard of Val. And uh, they they put on a, a bumper. They charged him very little for it. And uh, I think he has a Chinese bumper. So my question to you is, that's, that's part one. Uh, what is the difference between uh, an original part and a uh, bumper that comes from, let's say, China. And he says to me, it's plastic. What's the difference? I couldn't explain to him that it's not crash-worthy. So uh, w what is your uh, take on this? Well, there's a, a couple of things, Howard, and thanks for calling, and, and I'm glad to be back, by the way. the uh, If it's a remanufactured uh, bumper cover, it can still be an accurate part, but... At some point, it was deemed non-repairable, and these companies get them, and they repair them and resell them anyway. So usually on a remanufactured 
you're getting a product that should have went into the trash. As far as aftermarket, you know, where it's it originates at a different factory, a different manufacturer versus the original equipment manufacturer, um, the plastics and the urethanes they, they use in those are different, and the outer coating is different. The, the big problem with uh, aftermarket bumper covers, other than the fact that they're not an exact fit, is paint adhesion uh, because they're... It, Usually the manufacturer is going to go through a little bit greater of an expense to produce a, a good product, and aftermarket providers use a, a cheaper products to make the same bumper cover. So the oils from, it's a petroleum product, any rubber or plastic is, is a petroleum product, so the oils in the aftermarket bumper covers tend to come out, creating an adhesion problem for the paint. That's why you see so many of them with big sheets of uh, paint missing from them. But it, it's like anything else, it just boils down to you get what you pay for. If you're going to trade your car in in six months and you want to save 500 bucks or something and go with an aftermarket or a rebuild and uh, kick it down the road. But if you plan on keeping a car, we always suggest you that you uh, stick with the true blue OEM parts. Well, what about safety? You haven't mentioned safety. Well, on a rubber bumper cover, they really don't affect uh, uh, the crashability of the car. Uh, once you get beyond the rubber bumper cover and to where you're into the impact absorber and the impact bar or reinforcement or what you would consider a bumper, the actual bumper, uh, then you start get, getting into a safety aspect of the well, car. I thought, I thought Howard was talking about the rear bumper. Howard, you're talking about just a bumper cover. Uh, yes. Exactly. I got the, you. The, the, the bump, uh, well, the, the, the plastic. Uh, the painted part right. you see. Yeah. The painted part, right. Yeah. So okay, the, then it's my question. One other, one other question. Uh, this friend of mine, uh, he's going to trade the car in, and he's looking uh, to buy uh, a car that has adaptive headlights. He says, I have to get one. I'd like to get a Toyota, but uh, I don't know if Toyota has the... Uh, you know, the headlights, and when you make a turn, they turn uh, with, uh, you know, with the car. Like the so, Tucker. Uh, yeah, right. Does the Toyota have such a thing? No, I don't think so. I'm not aware of any, uh, Howard. The uh, I think BMW was the first uh, uh, manufacturer. Well, I know Tucker <laughs> back in, what was that, the 30s or I whatever? I guess. Yeah, I saw yeah. the movie, at least. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he actually had the first adaptive headlights and mechanical, but these uh, it, it's a neat feature, and, and I wish a Toyota's had it. Uh, it's kind of like when they started putting cornering lights on, uh, on luxury cars. You know, Lincoln Continentals and Cadillacs got cornering lights where if you turn your signal on, you got that nice bright side light so you can kind of see where you were turning. Uh, for anybody that doesn't know, the adaptive headlights, as you turn your steering wheel, now you have a computer controlling the angle of your headlights. And um, My wife's truck, Howard, is so cool, I can adjust the up-down uh, illumination of, my of her headlights uh, because it's got a trailering package. So with a trailering package, you know, when you hook a trailer up to the back and the back goes down, well, naturally the front goes up, so your headlights are pointing in the sky. Now I can just push a button and, elect and electrically uh, uh, aim the headlights back down on the road. It's pretty cool. Mm. That's a great feature. Yeah. yeah. Great feature, yeah. 
Okay, so uh, I think you answered my questions, and uh, you guys have a good day. Thanks, All right. thanks, thanks Howard. Howard. Thanks Bye-bye. so much, Howard. Yeah, I just got a text here that uh, while we're talking about Alan and talking about him being on the show, uh, why isn't Alan on the show very much more in- anymore? Why isn't Alan on the show very much anymore? No offense, Earl, but he's my favorite. Aw. No. Aww. Fan club speaking out. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm tired, man. <laughs> I'm just tired. Well, let the, let the record reflect that we would like to have yeah. Alan on the show. But he has a day job. He has a day job. So yeah. he's uh, Alan is, is coming over as much as he possibly can. And uh, as you say, two hours on a Saturday morning is a... Uh, Alan's my favorite, too. No offense, Dad. Yeah, yep. the uh, <laughs> no. I got a great idea. He, he can get his own show. There you go, a spinoff. <laughs> when when we did uh, Tuesday afternoons, it was a little easier. Uh, but I do have coworkers that I I like very much, and I rotate Saturdays with them. And you got uh, six dogs. And yeah, I got I got <laughs> a, a yard full of dogs and cats, yeah. and and a wonderful wife that dogs I like to, to spend a lot of time with. Fences to mend. And uh, yeah. yeah, so the. Uh, we we end up it's a car business we end up with one or sometimes two saturdays a month where we can actually put two days together and have a two-day weekend and and uh i got an idea yeah here's a compromise how about you call in every now and then see that way when you're here physically and then we can have a time when alan would call in a certain time and you could end Callers could anticipate or, that you'd be calling in, and we'll pass the. Or we'll give you a set of these headphones and migrate, and you walk around the body shop with this on, just just talk. Yeah, on the show I'll just hotspot my phone yeah. and yeah. maybe yeah. strap on a, a think, laptop uh, on my back, and yeah, you, just won't, <coughs> you won't look ridiculous at all. Yeah. I think we're getting into the weeds. Okay, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, let's thank Alan for being here this morning. I'll tell you what uh, he uh, he's a book of knowledge. Uh, he's been in the business uh, so long uh, that uh, it's just uh, we're, we're impressed uh, with his credentials, and he is an important part of the show, and we're very happy he could be here this morning. So uh, we're going to appreciate him for the moment that he's here. So if you have any questions for Alan, oh, give, us so a, sweet. give us a call. <coughs> Call toll-free at 877-960-9960, or you can text us at 797. Uh, I think I just messed up that telephone. 772. 772. Oh, that's great. I'm glad you got on there. 772-497-6530. And uh, while I'm thinking about it, uh, in the uh, Florida Weekly and the uh, Hometown News, you can read Earl's column, Ten Commandments, for a car dealer, it's a, a great column. Uh, so parentheses, secrets for success for all businesses. So uh, Ten Commandments for a Car Dealer is a great read. Florida Weekly or the Hometown News. Uh, so we, we have a lot of avenues where you can pick up uh, a lot of information, uh, and I'll share that with you later. Again, that number is uh, 877 Nine six zero ninety nine sixty, or you can text us at seven seven two four nine seven six five three zero. Now back to Earl Stewart. And besides the the hometown news and the Florida Weekly and Earl Stewart on Cars, his radio show you're listening to right now, uh, Nancy and I do a lot of public speaking. And we uh, usually bring Rick Kearney, who is off today. Rick Kearney is our auto computer scientist, we call him. He's a technician, been a technician on automobiles for 20-some-odd years, been with me for over 20 years, uh, extremely knowledgeable. So 
we're a team to go around. We speak to groups. We uh, speak at Rotary Clubs, Kiwanis Clubs, Condo Association, Men's Clubs, uh, churches, synagogues, schools, colleges, you name it. Uh, we're out there, and all you have to do is ask. No crowd is too small. No crowd is, crowd is too loud, uh, too large. We go uh, you know, down south. We typically stay in Palm Beach County, but we do go up to Martin County, and we've, we even go up to St. Lucie County. So if you have a group and you'd like to hear how not to get ripped off by a car dealer, or you might have some technical questions like autonomous cars, safe cars. Uh, Rick Kearney does that part, and Nancy and I do the how not to get ripped off by a car dealer. So you Kiwanis and Rotary Clubs and other uh, groups out there, uh, just call us anytime, and we'd love to come in and speak before your group. You know, it's uh, interesting. There's uh, more ladies now that are part of the speaking engagement. It's really great to see them mm -hmm. right there, and uh, they're uh, joining in and asking questions, and uh, they are an important part of uh, the uh, purchase of a vehicle. No. I, I, I'd really like to see you speak to a biker rally and and uh, tell the bikers how not to get ripped off by Harley dealers. Hmm. You think car dealers yeah. are brutal? You should see Harley dealer contracts. Is that uh, right? I forgot to yeah. tell you we're doing we're doing a, a speaking engagement for the sons of uh, anarchy. Well, anarchy. <laughs> no, sons of anarchy. Yeah, we're doing. Uh, <laughs> oh me, oh and my. Nancy, But Nancy says she won't come. I'm not sure why. I'm, all, I'm <laughs> off that week. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you know, it'd be really funny if we sent Agent X in the mystery shop a Harley dealership. He, he doesn't know how to r drive a motorcycle, so. <laughs> we have got to go to our next caller that we love, and that is Desiree. She's from West Palm Beach. Good morning, Desiree. Good morning. Good morning, guys. It's how so nice to hear morning. from you. Yeah, well, I'm a little happier this morning. You know, last week... <laughs> Last weekend when I called, I had a little issue with uh, one of the car repair places, and uh happy to say I, I actually got a call from the actual owner Monday, hmm. and uh, he was the one who called me to say that they, were, they apologized uh, for the inconvenience of my automobile, Wonderful. Uh, and that the mechanic that he had, that he was not as experienced as he made out to be. Mm -hmm. And so, um, happy to say, I took the car in Thursday, and by Thursday afternoon, everything was done, everything was fixed. I didn't have to uh, pay for anything. They took care of it. Great. Uh, and he really apologized, you know. So I'm I'm extremely happy for that. It, it really made me, you know, want to, you know, actually tell people when we do call in and we have complaints about people, we want to them to come through and do what they were supposed to do, and then we need to call back and and let everybody else know that they did come through. You know, that's very important. Yeah. Well, Desiree, can so you tell I, us the name of the dealership? Well, it wasn't the dealership. It was the car place, and it was called Car Clinic. Oh, that's right. And, mm -hmm. and the, yeah, and the owner owned, the, the owner called you. Yeah, he was. But, you know, when I called you guys last week to uh, tell you about this, he was the actual person who mentioned to me about the upper ball joints on my Ford Mustang. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, he was the one who mentioned that, and I thought that that was kind of weird that, 
you would have a company and not know that the Ford 2002 Mustang um, don't have upper ball joints. Yes, I recall. So, yeah, so he was the one who mentioned that. And so he just told me, he said, well, I really do apologize and let me take care of it you know, um, the right way. So he did that, and I'm, I'm very, very pleased. Boy, uh, Desiree, congratulations. You know, uh, your proof of, uh, you know, just, uh, well, asking uh, for, uh, you know, the uh, higher-ups to give you a call, and hopefully they will, whether it's a manager, whether yeah. it's an owner. So you really accomplished an awful lot, and we want to thank you for following up you know, on that conversation, you know, from last week, we really, it's, it's really yeah. great when a caller does that. Because we want to get some, yeah, we want to put really out some good news. All right. Hey, Desiree, um, where is Car Clinic? What town is it? They are actually right here in front of me. I have the address. So let me give us, let me give this out to well, you and your, your uh, audience. Um, I'm sorry, go ahead, honey. Well, I'm, I'm just so impressed because, um, Earl has said numerous times over the years I've worked for him, sometimes uh, that's when you can really show who you are and what you're about is when you make a mistake. Sometimes a mistake is actually advantageous because it, it shows people what you're made of. And a uh, car clinic uh, sounds like they did everything right once they recognized that they made the mistake. Absolutely. What, what area Absolutely. are they? They are It's seven seven zero zero one. Norton Avenue, um, and it's Bay 11 and 12, and they're West Palm Beach, Florida. West Palm. Where they are. But they're, yeah, they're they're actually right off of Forest Hill. As soon as you cross the track uh-huh. on Forest Hill, and then you make that right. Yeah. So that's, that's where they are. Yeah, and so you remember last week now uh, because they their rating was pretty good. I think they were like a, at a four point nine. Mm-hmm. So that's a very very good rating, you know, for them. Mm-hmm. So I really didn't want them to mess that up because that, you know, that could really mess you up with one customer, and I could have been that customer. Right. Right. Um, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Unfortunately. Um, and not meaning that they were not good people. It just could have been a bad experience that exactly. it could have caused me, you know, as a woman, as a consumer, not to go back. Because women do. We speak in volume. Yep. Uh, we we need those companies to represent us. And we need to feel like, wow, you know, you're not just looking at me because I'm a woman and you're going to treat right. me. Yeah. Your vo- but you're going to come through for me. Yeah. Your voice has to be heard. And, uh, yeah, yeah. you know, each and every one of us is an, an example. And, again, for you to have accomplished what you did, congratulations. Uh, rem- I remember last week uh, how you talked, you know, about car clinic and the rating. And, uh, you know, it can be ruined. Uh you know, yeah, uh, they, uh, it, we have the power to do just exactly. You know, uh, just take Absolutely. them down. So, and if they're Absolutely. if they're a, if they're a good place to go, and it you know slides through the cracks, you know. But you took care of all that, Desiree. Thanks yeah. so much for the phone call. Thank you guys so much. I'm so glad you guys are on, and you've given you know all of us a voice. Yes, and because that's so important. There's so many things that we don't know about. Exactly. Our cars yeah. don't know about what's we, going on. So I just wanted to say thank you, guys. Thank Thanks, you. Desiree. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, w- 
Uh, that number is 877-960-9960, and you can uh, text us at 772-497-6530. And we're going to go to Larry. Larry's uh, calling from Stewart. Good morning, Larry. Good morning. Good morning. What can we do for you, Larry? Uh, this is from Mr. Stewart. Uh, okay. I was digging through some of my stuff the other day, and I came across a bill of sale and a price tag for a vehicle I bought from Mr. Stewart. And I was wondering if he'd be interested in uh, having it and displaying it in his showroom. What is it, Larry? Like 40. As for a Mazda, uh, I bought in 72. <laughs> wow, 1972? Wait, how much was the dealer fee? <laughs> well, I don't remember. I just <laughs> had to go look the other day to see if I knew where it was at. <laughs> Uh, and to go look the other day. It's like a hundred bucks. Find it. What what uh, what what model Mazda did you say it was, Larry? Uh, it was one of the rotaries they had at the time. Oh, I mean, probably an R one hundred. That was uh, the first rotary engine brought in the United States. Uh, that is very interesting. And, and the price was what? Uh, Lord, two to three thousand, I think. For a brand new car. Yeah. You know, that that was uh, wow. the rotary engine. A lot of people don't even know what a rotary engine is. It was also called the Wankel, Wankel. engine because that was the German that invented the engine. Uh, the yeah. the uh, General Motors thought it was a great deal because they paid $50 million for the patent rights to the Wankel engine. And the Wankel rotary engine uh, had no pistons. It, it, it just went round and round. Mm -hmm. And uh, it has a uh, actually the... The, uh, the piston was actually a, 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 a would spin, and it would spin extremely high RPMs, up to 20,000 RPMs. Amazing car, and they when they first came in, they were winning all the races because they were much more efficient in terms of horsepower. You could have a 200 cubic inch Wankel uh, engine that would put out the horsepower of a 500 cubic inch uh, piston engine. Uh, the problem is... Uh, the gas mileage was terrible, and the engines would blow up about every 50,000 miles. <laughs> they, they, never, they never got it right. I was the first Mazda dealer in the eastern United States. I was the first Mazda dealer east of the Mississippi. They had a few in California. And we were selling those uh, rotary engines. You bought one of them. Did, did yours ever blow up on you, Larry? I mean, uh, they weren't very reliable. If you put very many miles on, you might have had a problem. Uh, it didn't blow up, but the seals went in it. Oh, oh boy. <laughs> seals went. Yeah, that's what it was. The seals, uh, you probably stopped driving in time. The tips of the rotor, there were three tips on the rotor, and they could never figure out how the, to keep these tips from wearing off, and especially when you drove it fast. And so when the tips wore off, that's when the whole engine would blow up. And uh, I made a fortune back in those days with warranty work <laughs> because uh, – Mazda would reimburse us, you know. We were fixing, You'd we were have fixing like five engine replacements. Yeah, they're just coming in. We're we're <laughs> we're making more money fixing them than we were selling them. And I got Someone's going to have to gag me because I. <laughs> you really you uh, keep going. Yeah. But I remember you had a plastic working model of the Wankel engine. Yeah. on your desk back yeah. then. Yeah, the I actually met the owner or the owner, the uh, chief executive officer of Mazda. It was called. Uh, well, his, his name was Kohai Matsuda, and I went up to Jacksonville, Florida, back in the uh, late 60s, early 70s. Actually, it was late 60s because I had to uh, I became a Mazda dealer in August 1970, 
And that's uh, met the actual guy, the guy that ran the company, and I had the first Mazda dealership. Really, uh, those were the good old days. You know, that rotary engine was so popular. I remember my brother, I don't remember if it was for his birthday, Christmas, what, but as a gift, he got a clear rotary engine kit that you put together, yeah. and the outside was clear, and it had a yeah. little electric motor. That's what, like what he had, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and it, it would turn, and it, it was it was a big deal when that motor came out. That was my first toy. Yeah. yeah. I'm just kidding. Interesting <laughs> times. Very interesting. Your stories, uh, Earl Stewart, are even more interesting. Larry, I'd like to see that car. I mean, if you if you can and, and the bill of sale. <laughs> yeah, I love I love to see the car and the bill of sale. If, if you could bring it down, I'll, I'll tell you what to do. I'll make you a deal. I'll buy you lunch if you'll come down and show me that car. I'd love to see it. Take a picture of it. I don't have the car. I just got the bill of sale and the price sticker. Well, I'd love to see it. No, you don't right. get lunch for that. Then. That'd be the. Uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm just You could email it. Could you email yeah, it to Earl? If you, could, if you could send me a copy of it or bring it down, I'd love to see it, Larry. I appreciate that very much. Okay, where can I. Uh, if you want to mail it. Find you. Okay, I'm, a, I'm at uh, Earl Stewart Toyota in uh, North Palm Beach, 1215 U.S. Highway 1, 1215. U.S. Highway 1, Lake Park, Florida, actually, 33403. You can mail it to that address. If you want to uh, scan it for me or or do a fax, you can email it to earl at estoyota.com, E-A-R-L at estoyota.com. Okay, I may uh, give you a call down there and see when, when you're going to be in. Maybe we can get together. Yeah, that's fantastic. Oh, that's uh, no no nice. rush, but I'd love to see that invoice. I'll be, put, put it in my archives. That's, uh, <laughs> that uh, brings back some good, fond memories. Thank you, Larry. You know, we, okay, had, thank a, you. Uh, we had another customer came in uh, yesterday. He goes, I want to let you know I'm a re- repeat customer. I last bought a car from you 44 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, really? He bought a Grand Am from the old Pontiac dealership on Dixie Highway. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Yeah, those were the days. Interesting. So it took you long enough. Uh, <laughs> a lot of interesting stories. Um, ladies and gentlemen, the Earl Stewart on Car podcast is now available on SoundCloud. Uh, we've posted all of our past shows going back to the beginning of January. Uh, so uh, you can just uh, simply go to soundcloud.com slash Earl on Cars or download the SoundCloud app from the Apple App Store on the Google Play Store. Or the Google Play Store. So uh, give us a call toll-free at 877-960-9960. We uh, still have a lot of time left uh, for you to give us a call, especially the ladies, the first two new lady callers, $50, 877-960-9960. Or you can text us, and we have really received a lot of texts this morning. It's a, a great thing, 772 497 Three zero. Now back to Earl Stewart. The uh, Earl on Cars website, Earl on Cars, where we display our blogs. If you're going on your PC, your, your computer, your Mac, uh, we, we're working on our mobile app right now, so you'll be able to do the same thing. But if you go to EarlOnCars.com on your PC or Mac, you can find all of our sources of information. You can find our our blogs, you can find our YouTubes, you can find the recorded shows on SoundCloud. Uh, we have everything pretty much uh, with the interesting websites like GoodDealerBadDealerList.com and the MysteryShoppingReports.com. So everything that we do is available on 
EarlOnCars.com, and we're working. We'll have that fixed up on our mobile uh, EarlOnCars.com right now, but right now we haven't got that fixed. Uh, <clears throat> I'd like to mention something that Nancy already mentioned earlier in the show, because I know we've had a lot of people tune in, and the new uh, annual auto issue for Consumer Reports just came out, and uh, it, it's it's like gold. It's uh, something you should have a copy of. Mm-hmm. It's the April edition. I'm not sure it's the newsstands. Nancy and I just got our copies in the mail yesterday. But this is something you should buy even if you don't want to buy a car right now. Uh, it is the most valuable information in one place that you can possibly find anywhere. It helps you not only choose the right car, it helps you choose the safest car, the best price on a car. It does something that is very rare. It tells you the cars that are terrible. Yeah. It gives you the best cars and it gives you the worst cars. So just imagine you're thinking about a used car and you see some really attractive prices. And uh, maybe the cars are in good shape. You do a Carfax report, you can do a lot of research. But the research on Carfax and AutoCheck and even doing your campaign recalls, safety recalls, won't tell you if it's a well-built car, if it's a quality car. Consumer Reports tests these cars. They have this incredible test track. You wouldn't believe it. They discuss the track and the uh, test track facility that they have in the magazine. And they test these cars exhaustively. They're a completely reliable source, Consumer Reports. They're a not-for-profit. They get all their money from donations, magazine sales. They don't accept any advertising. And there's another reason they're amazing is if they want to test a product, they won't take it from the manufacturers. They won't take a, a toaster or a refrigerator from the manufacturer. They go to the dealer and they pay retail. They don't even want, they don't even want a discount. If they buy a car to test, they go to a car dealer, and they pay sticker price for the car. And then they take it out on their track, and they really put it through the mill. So Consumer Reports annual auto issue. It's the April edition. It's blue, the blue cover. And uh, you, when you're on the newsstands, or you can access it online. If I were you, I would I would go online. Nancy and I are membership online, and we get the hard copy too. But uh, if you, you can do everything from selecting the right car to buying the right car right with consumer reports absolutely and uh, this edition is worth its weight in gold it is just amazing it has so much information in here it's uh, unbelievable so pick up the consumer report that's the april edition because uh, there's a lot of information in this little book give us a call toll free at 877-960- 9960, or you can text us at 772-497-6. I'm making faces at Nancy. I'm five, sorry about three, that. I'm just looking at that Starbucks <laughs> coffee in your hand. I'm going to tear that out. There's not much <laughs> left in it. I'm jonesing for some caffeine. Uh, now back to uh, the recovering car dealer. Also, uh, stay tuned for our mystery shopping report. Sorry about that. Uh, and that is the AutoNation Chevy in Green Acres. You don't want to miss this it's a good I, one. I, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm speechless. I'm stuttering. My hair's on fire. Okay, back to the recovering car dealer. Okay, we got a text. And for you textures, that's 772-497-6530. 772-497-6530. This text says, I'm curious. With a manual tran- transmission, how does popping the clutch start an engine when the battery is dead? I remember it? that. 
What does this have to do with the battery and starter? Okay. Who wants to answer that question? I'll do it. The, uh, once you pop the clutch and it's in gear, it's, it's basically direct drive just like you were. You have to have the key on because you have to have a spark, but it's doing the exact same thing that a starter does. It's just getting the thing turning, and as it, as it turns, the timing, the gears and everything, create a spark, goes into the cylinder, explodes the gas. The, whenever you let out the clutch, uh, you're, you're using the friction from the wheels to the road, which is turning the transmission, which is turning the engine, and you get ignition. Uh, which is that is the, the same exact thing, same thing your starter does? Those old-fashioned cars that they had the cranks <coughs> in the front, yeah. like the Model T, same same mechanism. Yeah, I have a, a I actually have a uh, air compressor in my front yard. It's an Ingersoll <laughs> Rand 1917 four-cylinder air compressor. I it was one pulled by a horse, <laughs> and uh, wow. it, it's got a crank start too. Oh, I just cool. I just had a flashback of pushing this guy's car that wouldn't start. <laughs> And he would pop the clutch too soon, and then you'd slam oh. your face into the. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I told you not yet. Yeah. That's something that younger drivers will have no experience with. Yeah. I remember oh. doing that. I, Battery's I, I, dead, I, roll down the hill, pop the clutch. Yeah. Yep. I wonder how many of our listeners uh, experienced that situation oh, yeah. uh, because I have. Yeah. Popping the clutch, I will never, ever forget it. And I took a trip back to Pittsburgh, and I had my uh, dad's car. And uh, it was an incredible situation. I won't go into details. We don't have that much time. But, uh, whew, popping the clutch, yikes. Give us a call toll-free at 877-960-9960, or you can text us, 772-497-6530. Now back to the recovering car dealer. I think it's time for a commercial on my book. Oh, yeah. And, book. Uh, I've, oh. Been, I've been doing this. We're going to be start bringing dogs on now, but uh, Confessions of a Recovering Car Dealer. <laughs> Confessions of a Recovering Car Dealer is not really a tell-all, although I do tell a little bit yeah. in the book. It's more or less of a how-to-do-it book, how to buy a car, or at least a car without being ripped off by a car and dealer. Also, how to have your car maintained and repaired. And folks, um, he's in a uh, confessional booth, and uh, he is telling the truth. And uh, confessions of a recovering car dealer, it's just that. Yeah, I thought long and hard about that cover <laughs> because I thought we would offend too many Catholics. But exactly. it, is, it is a picture. We went all over uh, town trying to find a uh, confessional the way we thought confessionals were. And we found out that confessionals are not like this anymore. But this is an old-fashioned confessional. And we actually got permission from the diocese, exactly. the Catholic Diocese of Palm Beach County, yeah. to be able to go into a confessional yeah. and do this picture. So we got yeah. the we got the permission when we did this. Oh, yeah. But it's a great book. and it, but it, It's he, less offensive than the original working title of the book. Exactly. Which was screwed. Exactly. <laughs> anyway, yeah, the, the good news is for harsh. you dog lovers, for you dog lovers, all the proceeds, 100% <coughs> of the proceeds of the sale of this book go to Big Dog Ranch Rescue. And we started out just making it a general charity, and then Big Dog Ranch Rescue became our favorite charity. So we do 100%. You could buy the book, Confessions of a Recovering Car Dealer, on Amazon, Amazon.com. And whatever you pay for the book, I think it's around 18 or 19 bucks. Yep, 18.95. 18.95 for 18.95. 100% of the proceeds that we get from this book go to Big Dog Ranch Rescue, and it helps to save dogs. Big Dog Ranch Rescue website in case you want to check them out is bdrr.org www.bdr 
RR, as in Big Dog Ranch Rescue.org, ORG. Check them out. We've got about 500 cars. Cars, 500 dogs. <laughs> in cars. I'm selling dogs. I'm selling cars. I'm giving away the dogs. You can't help. But I'm selling the cars. <laughs> I got 500 dogs out there for you. And, uh, can't help it, can you? All size shapes. We say big dogs, but we really have little dogs too. We got Chihuahuas out there. We got little bitty dogs. Yeah. We got great. We got Great Danes. We got Labradors. Usually everybody. It's a mix. Yeah. Uh, I got a small yeah. dog from there. My yes. dog was very small. Oh, Oreo, Oreo is and so... Until she put on weight. Now she's a little bit bigger. <laughs> yeah. So please Great. help. Uh, we saved uh, over 3,000 dogs last year, uh, over 2,000 dogs last year. And uh, we are uh, in a new facility on Okeechobee Boulevard. Beautiful. Out near where Alan lives in the Loxahatchee. And uh, it's 3,000 acres. Did you know it was that big? It's huge. I did not know it was that big, yeah. but um, I am a... I'm an avid supporter. I love that place, and and uh, you don't have to be lonely. You got Abby from there. Yeah, Abby and Serge. That's right. Oh, yeah. Did you? Yeah. That's right. Yeah. yeah. You got Serge. Yeah. Too. Uh, we're we're yeah. So, we're so happy. We had a call from a Facebook friend the other day that uh, found uh, two pit bulls that were being euthanized in yeah. the Palm Beach County Animal Shelter on Belvedere Road, and. Uh, he called me because of my affiliation with Big Dog Ranch Rescue, and I was able to, I, I spoke to Alan because I, I you know, Alan is uh, the greatest dog lover I know. Isn't I, he? I talked to Lori Simmons, who is the founder and the, the boss for Big Dog Ranch Rescue, and we were able to uh, rescue those two pit bulls from being euthanized, and uh, they're being rehabilitated and, and uh, prepared for a foster home at Big Dog Ranch Rescue right now. Yeah. Uh, this, when I talked to Lori Simmons from Big Dog Ranch Rescue, she just got back from Miami and saved three dogs there from being euthanized, one of which had been an auto accident, and they were going to put the dog to sleep. But Big Dog rehabilitates. We have a veterinarian. We uh, we also have a behavior specialist. We, we work on the behavior, the training of the dogs, uh, the shots. We do we do it all at Big Dog Ranch Rescue. So buy Confessions of a Recovering Car Dealer on Amazon.com and save a dog at the same time. It's a twofer. Thank you very much. Oh, there you go. Uh, we d- we had uh, almost had Toto in the dealership, but he didn't make it. And uh, we had uh, Cheech on, uh, on Wednesday. And, oh, he was uh, gorgeous. So uh, we have a video that uh, you can watch uh, from Wednesday. So uh, give us a call toll-free at, what, what is that, 877-960-9960 or 772-49-76530. We have, a, we have some sound effects. I hope we're not. I think I fixed it. Did you? I think it was that box. Sound, sound like You're a, an electronic genius. I'm telling you. I just pushed the off button. What a panel we have here. Well, we've got, a, we've got something we haven't talked about. It's very important. We're getting close to the mystery shopping report time. But we have to talk about Takata airbags. I don't like to talk about Takata airbags because it makes me sad and angry. But I have to talk about Takata airbags because it can affect your life. And uh, you may be driving a car right now with a defective Takata airbag. The problem is not getting better. The problem is getting worse. Uh, we had a little bright sunshine last week when we found out that there was a big, big lawsuit that was settled in favor of um, consumer group cars in my in uh, California. Um, it's uh, it's a large consumer advocate group that was able to 
sue CarMax. They also sue General Motors. But CarMax is the largest menu, uh, seller of uh, used cars in the country, probably the world. There's CarMax is all over the United States. And CarMax was sued because they're selling cars with Takata airbags. Uh, unsafe, repaired, unrepaired Takata airbags. Uh, they were not disclosing the fact that they had the Takata airbags. So Rosemary Shahan, who is the president of CARS, uh, sued successfully. It was class action. And uh, that's case law now. So all car dealers out there, heads up, if you're selling cars with Takata airbags, uh, you are at risk of being sued. And you're at risk of actually being uh, breaking the law. We're, we're making progress toward making it illegal to sell cars with Takata airbags. And uh, it's going to happen. So you might as well get used to it right now. At the very least, if you're going to sell cars with Takata airbags, we warn you to disclose that clearly and conspicuously to the customer. One of the, one of the worst things about these airbag recalls is that even with notification to the consumers, we know from history only 25, 25% never come back for repair. And this is for all safety recalls. Any safety recall, 25%, that's a huge number. Millions and millions of cars are never repaired. And the older the cars are, the less likely they are to come back. The manufacturers are unable to contact people when the car has been resold two or three times. So if you have a car... This is all you can do to defend yourself right now. If you have a car that you're not sure of, you need to go to this website. I hate to keep giving these websites out, but I have to. They're very useful. Safercar.gov. S-A-F-E-R. Car. C-A-R. Dot gov. G-O-V. www.safercar.gov. Go to that website. That's the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration website. Put your VIN number in. And you can find out if there is a recall outstanding on your car. It will also tell you if the car has had a recall and was fixed. It will also tell you if it hasn't been fixed and there's not even a part available. You heard me right. There are a lot of airbag recalls out there where the inflator, the parts you need to repair the vehicle, is not available. You buy that car, you're stuck. You cannot get it fixed. You might have to wait a year or longer. Hondas are the worst uh, problem. There are more Hondas than any other single make. BMWs are big. General Motors, Chrysler, virtually all manufacturers. 25 auto manufacturers, which is virtually all the manufacturers, have problems with Takata airbags. If you're driving an older car, as I said, this is particularly dangerous because the problem with the airbag inflator is in the... Uh, inflator, which is the uh, canister that literally has a controlled combustion explosion, supposed to be internal in the canister to inflate the airbag. What happens is the inflator ruptures and becomes a hand grenade. And these hand grenades, these inflators, are killing people in the cockpits of the cars, killing the passengers, killing the drivers when these cars uh, are in accidents. And they, they've been known to blow up even when the car wasn't in an accident. So you need to know and check your car. If it's four or five years old, the inflator is particularly unstable. And when they're unstable, that's when they blow up. So if you're driving a 2005, 2006, 2007, 2008 car, you're in serious trouble if you have a defective airbag. And there's a good percentage. Millions of cars out there have them. It's not like one in a million. It's like one out of five or six 
are defective. Yeah. Yeah. The odds are not in your favor. Frightening. Exactly. Frightening. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, enter that VIN number. Uh, go to safercar.gov and uh, find out whether your car was recalled. That's safercar.gov. Give us a call toll-free at 877-960-9960 or you can text us at 772-497-6530. Now back to the recovering car dealer. I think that we're going to go ahead and... Uh, Shopping the mystery uh, shopping report. D dissect the mystery shopping report, which, by the way, has been posted already on oh. mysteryshoppingreports.com. Oh, there you go. Don't forget, folks. You can follow along at home. Mystery okay. shopping reports, mystery shopping reports, plural on the reports.com. We've got 50 plus uh, mystery shopping reports out there, and we encourage you car dealers out there to also check this out because if your dealership was on that list, you'd want to know what happened, wouldn't you? Do you mystery shop yourself? I suggest you do. I mystery shop myself because every car dealership has got people. you got a you got a big barrel and you got a couple of rotten apples. Uh, unless you're the world's smallest car dealer, you've got some people out there that are probably not behaving the way you want them to do it. So even if you're a nice guy, an honest guy, a transparent guy, you might have some people on your staff that aren't doing the right thing by your customers. The only way you can find out for sure is a mystery shopping report. So we're doing you a public service. Just go to www.mysteryshoppingreports.com and see if your car dealership is on there. If you're thinking about buying a car, by all means, go to mysteryshoppingreports.com and see how that car dealer treated the last mystery shopper that came in. We have some car dealers that are on there more than once because if a car dealer fails a report, fails a test, gets a do not buy score, then we check them again. If they clean up their act, we put them back on the recommended dealer list. Yeah. So this mystery shopping report is of AutoNation, Chevrolet, and Green Acres. AutoNation, Chevrolet, and Green Acres. Green Acres is Lake Worth area. It's uh, southern Palm Beach County. Well, not really southern. It's kind of central Palm Beach County. West. Uh, Green Acres is a little bit west. And this Chevrolet dealership has been there for a long time. Uh, it was owned by a friend of mine named Steve Moore, and then AutoNation bought it. It's a very large dealership. And uh, here we go. Uh, we bring the third installment in the what we call the Anatomy of a Car Dealer ad series. We stumbled upon a television ad from AutoNation Chevrolet in Green Acres, Florida, that was offering what appeared to be an amazing deal, $12,000 off MSRP. Now that's a lot of bucks off of MSRP. So we said, let's check this out. The ad begins with scenes of customers speaking to the camera, describing the various vehicle vehicles they're looking for. The actor who is portraying the AutoNation salesperson assures the customers that they have what they want at a great AutoNation price. Now these uh, commercials are national because AutoNation is the largest retailer of automobiles in the world, I believe, uh, certainly in the United States. They've got about 250 dealerships all over the United States. Next, the announcer tells us to shop over 100,000 cars and trucks, coast to coast. So like I say, this ad is being aired all over the United States, like a national ad. Then, an enormous pink $12,000 off MSRP appears on the TV screen, as the announcer says, with huge savings like $12,000 off MSRP. Now, let's listen to the ad in its entirety. Here we go. 
I want a red crossover with sunroof and navigation. We have what you want at a great AutoNation price. Shop over 100,000 cars and trucks coast to coast with huge savings like $12,000 off only at AutoNation. Sounds pretty good, doesn't it? Now the the big $12,000 off appears on the screen for just two seconds. And it's 13% of the time. It's a 15-second ad. In those two seconds, some more very important information also appears on the screen. The infamous disclaimer in very small print in a darkened area of the screen, far below the gigantic pink $12,000 off MSRP. We can see the sentence, new 2018 Chevrolet Silverado LT crew cab. Below that, an even smaller, and I say impossibly smaller print, is more disclosure language. Uh, Listen to this. On select, in stock inventory, example, STK, pound sign, hashtag, whatever you want to call it, JG278031, MSRP, $44,895, $6,000 manufacturer rebate, $6,179 $6,179 AutoNation discount equals $32,716. Remember, this was uh, two seconds. Yes. <laughs> Manuf- I'm not through. Yeah, Manufacturer's right. Manufacturer rebate subject to residency restrictions. Any customer not meeting residency restrictions will receive a discount in the same amount of the manufacturer rebate. All offers plus tax, title, and license with approved above-average credit Offer expires end of this month. Now, that's three seconds. Two. Two seconds. Two seconds. You couldn't possibly read that. Uh, and they, I think they deliberately put in disclosure they don't have to put in so that if you're trying to read it, there's just too many words. Uh-huh. And they do that on purpose. Yeah, I never thought yeah, of one the clutter. Yeah. Arrigo used to be an expert on that. They would have, no, it was uh, Napleton. Napleton used to put all sorts of, warm, fuzzy stuff in there that was totally innocuous, yeah. unnecessary, but you, you just get tired of well, reading I, fine I used print. To, I used to wonder about it because you got the, like, the with approved credit, but they're talking about a cash, cash purchase. Yeah, exactly. Okay, let's hear the offer by itself. Remember, this all happens. The offer, the two disclaimers, 65 words in microscopic print in just two seconds. Here we go. With huge savings, like $12,000 off. <laughs> that's, that's how much time you have to read all that. <laughs> wow. Anyway, uh, unless you DVR recorded this uh, commercial and bothered to pause it at the right moment, you could be forgiven for assuming AutoNation Chevrolet in Green Acres is offering $12,000 off MSRP on new Chevrolets. Just one particular model, in stock one. And in stock is a big factor because that means the Chevrolet dealer down the street might have the vehicle which they could easily swap for but they're not going to do that because they don't want to sell you the car at that price so it has to be on their lot if they already sold that one car it's not on the lot if they never had the car it's not on the lot if they sold it before you came in it's not on the lot in fact even if it's on the lot they might tell you it's not on the lot so uh, here's a national company folks Traded on the New York Stock Exchange, Michael Jackson is the president CEO. He's one of my uh, heroes. I, I've always liked Michael. I guarantee you Michael Jackson doesn't know what's going on at Greenacre Chevrolet. Uh, I guarantee he doesn't know in Florida. He's got 250 stores. I wish he was listening 
to this radio show. Anybody out there know Michael Jackson, text him, uh, tweet him, tell him to tune in Earl Stewart on Cars and listen to this Mystery Shopping Report. He would have a stroke if he heard this Mystery Shopping yeah. Report. Okay, where am I here? Okay. We send Agent X. Yes. So we sent Agent X in to see how AutoNation could explain it to him when he showed up to buy the less expensive Chevrolet Colorado. It's not the Silverado, it's the Colorado. That's right. Okay. I parked at AutoNation speaking the first term as if I'm the shopper, which I'm not the shopper. I can't. People recognize you should me. try it. I'd love to do it. Thinking about it. Thinking about a disguise. But I don't want to shave my beard off. Mm. I parked at AutoNation Chevy on Lake Worth Road in Green Acres and began to explore the lot. I wandered unnoticed for 10 minutes before getting the attention of a salesperson. Starlin. Starlin. Unusual name, Starlin. I bet they call him Darlin. Maybe. Or yeah. Marlin. You <laughs> don't have Starlin. call me Starlin. <laughs> Starlin was Starlin. Well, okay, okay, enough of that. Enough of that. <laughs> Settle down. It's the oldie station. What do you want? Starlin, that's true. Yeah. Starlin was walking the lot nearby, sipping a coffee when I called out to him and asked for help. I told him I was looking for a new Colorado LT. Starlin said he had some great deals on the 2018 Colorados. I said I'd seen their ads, and it looked like they were offering some good deals. I asked him what kind of discounts they were giving on the Colorado, suspecting that I would not be told about the $12,000 off. Starlin said he was new, only two weeks on the job. You hear this all the time with car dealers. Uh, that's because people don't like to work at car dealerships. You you know, you heard uh, the lady caller earlier that said that the car dealer salespeople are suing the dealer yeah. for taking advantage of them. So nobody likes car dealers. A lot of the car employees dealers. don't like car dealers. The customers don't like car dealers. The salespeople don't like car dealers. That's right. But you know what? They train people to say that for the, at least the first year of your employment. Yeah, because you feel sorry for them. The right? pity yeah, factor. Yeah. yeah, tell them you're new on the job and... And they'll feel sorry for you exactly. and they'll pay you too much money. Oh, to shucks. I'm, I'm, I'm new. Anyway, <laughs> uh, new, purported new salesman, Starlin, said he would find out and, uh, if, about the discount, suggested we take one of the trucks for a ride. We would go over numbers later. He said he would work hard for me and get all the savings he could for me. I agree. You know, this is the old, I'm on your side. This is almost like a good cop, bad cop thing. I'm going to work for yeah, you. Yeah, I'm going to work for you. I'm going to do everything I can to get a, I'm going to talk to my manager, and it's you and me against Charlie, yep. or whatever the manager's name is. Triangulation. You we, and me against the world. That's right. We found a new Chevy Colorado <laughs> LT with an MSRP of $29,015. There was an addendum sticker, the infamous... Yeah, sticker. I didn't know that AutoNation did that. Yeah, they do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. well, obviously, yeah. Yeah, I mean, everybody does it. Uh, the addendum sticker, sticker right next to the Monroney label, and I've done a uh, blog on that, by the way. I call it Beware the Phony Monroney. Mm -hmm. So the addendum sticker is a phony Monroney. The Monroney is the official federally mandated sticker, and they copy the Monroney, hence the phony Monroney. It was for dealer-added optional equipment, appearance package, that's a favorite, $499, $499, virtually worthless. Dent protection for $499, outrageously high-priced. Window tent for $199. Alan, what's the cost of a window tent? Uh, about $120. Bucks. They're okay. not making a killing on yeah. that. Side steps, those are, you climb up in your truck. Yeah. Side steps for $799. Uh, cost on that's probably what? Two fifty. Yeah, it depends on the quality yeah. you get, but yeah. Bed liner four hundred bucks. Uh, uh, 
you know, they, they, they range all over. Anyway, they bumped the price to MSRP by $31,411 from $29,015. Starlin got the keys and went for a test drive. When we got back, he asked me how I was buying the truck. I said I was paying cash and asked him what it was going to cost me. Starlin delayed giving me the price again, said he needed to en enter info into his computer. When he finished, he said he would need to get Phil. Okay, here's Phil. Phil's the manager, of course. He reminded me that he was new and said he needed Phil to help us out. Phil came over and asked me a bunch of questions. I told him I was ready to buy and that I would bringing a draft from the public uh, public's credit union. Draft from the public's credit union after I brought them the buyer's order. I hadn't mentioned the $12,000 off ad yet. Phil said it wouldn't be a problem. He left and returned shortly with a printed buyer's order. That's good. The selling price was MSRP, which is $29,015. They took off $1,246.79 for AutoNation savings. Mm -hmm. Then they took off $2,000 for customer rebate. This gave us the AutoNation price of $25,768.21. Then he started adding. Here we go. $4.99 for the worthless appearance package. Which, by the way, I, I think it's an insurance product, and I don't know if, I'm not sure on the legality of that. Good point. You're kind of packing insurance products, and also the dent protection is also insurance. That's exactly right. I'm sure there's uh, the insur State Insurance Commission would object to packing insurance onto the price of a car. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We'll have to investigate that. Three ninety nine for the bed liner, four ninety nine for the dent protection, and finally, the seven hundred ninety nine dealer fee. What? Dealer fee? I don't remember seeing that in the disclosure. That was not in the disclosure. It was not in the disclosure. Now, can we have a drum roll, Colin? Don't have a drum roll. <laughs> okay, do it. Bark. That's okay. You can bark. <laughs> they have no disclosure of the dealer fee. This is a publicly traded giant auto dealer, Auto Nation. Mm -hmm. yeah. They are regulated by the Security Exchange Commission. Uh, their activities are uh, transparent. You can look at everything they do. And they're breaking the law in yeah. Florida. AutoNation is breaking the law in Florida. Florida law says that you have to include your dealer fee in the advertised price of your car. The way they include the dealer fee, most other dealers, to comply with the law, which is really stupid, is to hide it in the fine print. Just like AutoNation was hiding their dent uh, protection, their dent repair package, and their appearance package, all that other nonsense. They, they hid that in the fine print. They didn't even bother to hi hide their, mm -hmm. uh, their dealer fee, their $799 dealer fee. Now, Michael Jackson, if you tuned in, the CEO of AutoNation, you're in trouble. They blatantly broke the law. I don't know blatantly. They I just mean, broke just the law. They broke the law, probably accidentally. I, I know accidentally? it's accidentally. You know, from a standpoint of the corporation, uh, I think the local people, you know, that's questionable. Did they do it on purpose? We'll find out. Maybe if somebody sues them. Huh. The effective selling price after all the smoke and mirrors was $27,964, a modest $1,051 discount from MSRP. That doesn't sound like $12,000. Not even close. I said that the deal was unacceptable. We weren't even close. I'd seen an ad for $12,000 off. 
Phil did not appear to expect this, but he told me he was pretty sure that that was for a Silverado, not a Colorado, Silverado 1500. I asked him what price range those were in, and he replied they were more than the Colorado, but not that much more. He asked me if I would consider one of those. I said I was interested. Phil left again and came back with another buyer's order for the Silverado. Now, here we go. After the selling price was MSRP, next came the discount of $1,607, automation savings, and the $6,000 customer rebate. Then he added the same stuff as before, appearance, protection, dealer fee. The effective selling price was $32,993, a $5,612 discount off MSRP. Not $12,000, $5,612, less than the $6,000 factory rebate. Much less, huge much less, than the promised $12,000 off. I asked him how I could get the $12,000 off. He explained that I would, I, this makes me nauseous. He explained that I would need more rebates that I didn't qualify for. $3,000 for GM employees. Now what's the odds of me being a GM employee? <laughs> I'm in Green Acres, uh, Lake Worth, unless Florida. you worked at the dealership. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. $3,000 for employees, $750 for active military discount. I, I'm not in uniform. I don't work for GM, and, and $500 if I finance with GMAC. And I've already told them I'm a cash buyer. So they're hiding. They're hiding this, and they don't even disclose it in the fine print. Even if they disclose it in the fine print, it's terrible. The fact that they don't disclose it, it's not only illegal, it's unethical, and it's disgusting. And this is AutoNation. AutoNation. I really am shocked. Sad. Truly, truly shocked. Very sad. I did not point out that his math did not add up to an additional 6000 like 5500 or something like that, in rebates. I, I instead, I told him I understood and thanked him for his help. I picked up both buyer's orders and said goodbye. Hmm. Goodbye. AutoNation Chevy Green Acres did not honor the advertised discount, even on the correct vehicle listed in the ads disclaimer. The sales manager claimed the discount required rebates that are available to very few. But even when you add those up, they it's still, still not $12,000. Yeah. It's hard to believe a publicly traded company like AutoNation will permit this sort of sales practice. So I appeal, I implore anybody out there that is affiliated with AutoNation. I know, I know that some of you are listening because there's AutoNation car dealerships all over South Florida. Yeah. AutoNation really started in South Florida. So there's a whole lot of AutoNation stores. Some of you are listening to this. I think I'd like to hear from you. I'd like to hear from you and I'll show you the copy of the report. You can check out yourself. You can see the TV ad. Mm-hmm. You can go to just uh, search for AutoNation Chevy on YouTube. Yeah. You'll see it AutoNation Chevrolet on YouTube, and you can see the actual TV commercial. Now, this is proof. This is hard evidence of violation of the law. So people say, how can you be doing this, Earl? Why don't you get sued? And I say the same thing every week. The perfect defense against libel and slander is the truth. We don't get sued. We've been doing this for 10 years. Michael Jackson's not going to sue me. AutoNation's not going to sue me. 
Or if they do sue me, I'd have a lot of fun. Am I, if, am I wrong for laughing every time you say Michael Jackson? Because I'm picturing a whole different person <laughs> yeah, every time exactly. you say that. Man, with a glove? <laughs> I, I, yeah. I'm tempted to start singing, but I'm not going to do that. This Michael oh, Jackson, on, I've never, seen, never, never moonwalked <laughs> once. No, no. We're going to have you bring your uh, guitar in next week. Yeah. I, I can moonwalk. Yeah. I really can't. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Okay. But anyway. Tune in. It's going to be live. Stu's going to be anyway, moonwalking. Anyway, th- this, this, is, this, this is why it's, actually, it's, it's beyond my comprehension why we don't have some activity on the part of our regulators. Nice. If you're, if you're with the Attorney General's office, uh, if you're with the County Office of Consumer Affairs, uh, if you're with the Department of Motor Vehicles, if you're with any regulatory agency, if you're a legislator in the state or or the nation, if you make the laws or you're supposed to enforce the laws and you, uh, you're listening to this, you know there's some folks out there that are in these positions. Why is there no enforcement of these laws? I mean, it's like me saying there's a bank robbery going off on at Wells Fargo Bank on US 1 and 45th Street. I don't know if there's a Wells Fargo on US 1 and 45th Street, probably. but. There's a bank robbery in progress, and all the police, you know there's some police out there listening. Wouldn't they go over there and try to stop the bank robbery? I'm saying there's crimes being committed right now at AutoNation, Chevrolet, and Greenacres. And all you regulators out there, all you legislators out there, are you just sitting there drinking your coffee, sipping your beer, listening to Earl Stewart on cars? Looking the other way. What are you doing? What yeah. are you thinking? Maybe somebody else will do something about it. I got a, I got a message for you. Nobody else has done anything about it. This, we've been on the air for ten years. Nobody has ever said, "Guess what? We heard that you're violating the law on Earl Stewart on cars, and so we went in and we fined you, we arrested you, we gave you a cease and desist order." Never happened. Mm-mm. Maybe we should do a citizens' arrests. Hmm. We'll arm Agent X next time. Now that's a great idea. <laughs> citizens' arrest. Yeah, I think I'm going to pick it. I think I'm going to go over to Auto Nation and Green Acres and let's research pick it. Let's research it. I I don't. I think citizens' arrest might only be if if the safety is being. I don't know. Maybe you can. Maybe. I I've heard the term. Well, there's safety. You, some of those addendum stickers can give you a heart attack. Well, this is a health up. issue. That's true. I learned about citizens' arrest. Taking it to another level. (laughs) (laughs) Stretching it. Gomer Pyle. That's how I learned about citizens' arrest. Oh, really? The show? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Golly. Gomer Pyle. I'm going to deputize all our (laughs) listeners to make citizens' arrest. And bring them here to the station. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) When When you have been the victim of the violation of a law at a car dealership, I implore you to make a citizen's arrest and let us know. I think we need to put a disclaimer on that. I don't know if you <laughs> <laughs> brings in inciting ties. public unrest. <laughs> He's kidding, folks. Yeah. Uh, I think picketing would be more effective. I really do. Oh you know, yeah. Just you know, put up your sign and walk the block and. Well, I, it, it is. At the very least, let's do this. We have a little bit of time, and so. Uh, Normally, we rush the Mystery Shopping Report, so we're going to vote on the Mystery Shopping Report. So we'd like you to call in and cast your vote and your opinion on this, because it's so egregious. This is one of the worst <laughs> shopping oh, reports we've ever had, terrible. and it's on one of the supposedly most transparent. I've always said, Gosh. I'm embarrassed because I actually recommend people go to AutoNation. I think we have AutoNation on our recommended list. 
uh, for several franchises. And here they've done this terrible thing. AutoNation, Chevrolet, and Greenacres. They've done a terrible thing. So call in. Let's hear your opinion. How do you want to vote? You give them an A, B, C, D, F. Do we fail them? Uh, I know. I'm, I, I can tell you right now we're going to fail them. But we still have to go through the formality of the vote. But call in or text or whatever you want to I do. A, a text just came in, so I'm going to send okay, it to you. Okay, good. I won't spoil the surprise. <laughs> Even I think we all know what it's going to be. It won't be from AutoNation. It's from Michael Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> I give him a big fat F. Okay. Okay, big fat F. <laughs> All right, Big Fat F is worse than a skinny F, I guess. So we got a movie. Big Fat. But a- anyway, um, if, it, if it concerns anybody, Michael Jackson's, Michael Jackson, AutoNation, Chevrolet, and Greenacres is going on. Do not buy from this dealer. Yeah. And you know, listeners, you too can grade this mystery shopping report. When we would, you too can uh, uh, grade this mystery shopping report. Uh, you know, it's important that we hear from you, uh, our listeners. Uh, so remember, uh, you can text us at 772-497-6530, or you can call us uh, at 877-960-9960. And that mystery shopping report is from uh, Auto nation chevy chevy greenacres i'd be curious uh yeah i have a feeling that this was a either a terrible mistake or uh one rogue person that caused this to happen i really think that all the nation is too much at stake Uh, they have a huge amount at stake uh, for something like this to happen I would expect someone to lose their job over this. Now, that's not a happy thing, mm-hmm. but I would, I would expect something serious to happen because the word is out on the street right now, and uh, the buzz is out, and we will go back in, and we will double-check. We'll check. Uh, I would like to check fairly soon. I think, I think we should maybe check daily because what we have here is an illegal TV advertisement, and ah. we could find out if that TV advertisement is still running. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't have to be illegal TV advertisement if someone went in and bought the car and they did not add the dealer fee. Correct. But my feeling is there, in this case here, it was such a it was double whammy. I wonder if there's a technicality here. Since they didn't honor the ad, does the disclaimer even apply anymore? <laughs> I don't think two wrongs make a right. I, I don't know. Yeah. I, don't, I don't think two wrongs make a right. But anyway, I, this is going to be fun, and we will keep you posted. We'll tell you next week what happened, and when AutoNation finally made the change, or in the highly unlikely event they did not make the change, I have to think of something else we could do, because this is too egregious. I, ho- I really hope yeah. so. You said mistake. How many, there's a lot of mistakes here. I mean, I can understand one mistake, but what they we need to do, go back. Willful right, ignorance. The, the ad agency might have made the mistake, because they might have... Uh, in which case, this crime is being committed in multiple locations all around the country. Remember, this is a national commercial, yeah. and this uh, TV ad is running in Colorado, it's running in Nebraska, it's running in New York. There's a lot of stores. Yeah. 250. And, and virtually all car dealerships charge dealer fees, so people are coming into this advertisement, and they're asking uh, for the price that was advertised, which is supposed to include the dealer fee, and it doesn't. So 
this this could be huge. Yes, definitely. We'll go back. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, we've come to the end of our show. And I want to thank you for spending part of your Saturday morning with us. And uh, we hope to hear from you next week. Thanks again. Have a great weekend.